I really feel that I'm her biggest fan and she is by far one of, one of, if not the most favorite makeup artists for me um, in the whole world. Her work is just phenomenal. Um, I know you guys are probably very well acquainted with it as well. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the one and only Danessa Mirix. Uh, welcome to the show, Danessa. I'm so Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thank you for that amazing introduction. I'm like blushing all over the place. So I really appreciate it. No, it's such an honor. You have no idea. I am such a huge fan of your work. You have really put, you know, makeup on the map for women of color. I mean, I look at your work and I'm just always stunned. But before I dive into all the ranting and raving about how much (laughs) I love you, um, I I want you to tell us about everything. Thing. I want you to tell us about your whole journey because I know you're self-taught and I know you've you know you've worked and climbed up from you know just your own talent so I want to learn everything about you. Uh, I appreciate that I mean my story is I, I don't know it's a very short and simple one mm-hmm. I think I, I just like to I, I call myself an accidental makeup artist and I think um you know maybe very similar to a lot of the listeners like I was just a a woman a single mom who was working at a job feeling incredibly unfulfilled but uh, and also just not having a sense of purpose in my existence and it was during that experience where I was introduced to the world of beauty Um, I was working at a publishing company and they published uh, black hair magazines and I got a taste of beauty then. Uh, They'd hire makeup artists and photographers to come and do the photo shoots for the the magazine. And I just, that was my glimpse of like, oh, is there a possibility of doing something that could excite me every day? Um, Something with a little bit more meaning and purpose. Uh, Because it was just exciting to see them and just the transformations that they were creating. And then beyond that, it was just the, the idea that the, the people who came, the makeup artists, the photographers, the hairstylists, they were all their own independent business owners. Um, And there was a sense of freedom that came um, with that as well. So, you know, fast forward, that company um, decided to close. And the owner came to me and told me that in about 30 days, like, you know, we wouldn't be there anymore. And it, it just really was a life changing moment for me. I was 30 years old with two kids. One was just born. And I was like, first of all, how could this rug have been pulled out from under me just like that? Um, And then two, do I want that to ever happen to me again? And I just decided on that day that I want to do something different. And I've always wanted to be more creative. Um, I focused mainly up until that point doing more, just focusing on corporate. And I think, you know, I'm 52, I'm going to be 52 this year. So anybody in my age, I, I think we're of that generation where the parents are like, you know, you must go to school, you must get a degree and you must, you know, work a corporate job because you must get a pension. So that mm-hmm. was like the track that I was on. And so um, this was an opportunity for me to maybe do something different. So I decided to be a makeup artist just that day. I was like, I'm a makeup artist. Mind you, I barely wore makeup at this point and I had no clue how to do makeup, but I was just like, you know what? Um, I'm sure I can learn. I'm, I'm a good student. I can learn. And I literally bought 
two books. I bought Kevin Aquan's book, Making Faces, and I bought Sam Fine's book. And I read them both from cover to cover and realized that none of this made sense to me. Um, then I started to just kind of ask myself like regular business questions, like why are these two people so successful? What's different about their work? And I really started to like study the idea of the work that they were creating just from a different perspective. And in the meantime, I was begging people to, to kind of like allow me to participate in the industry. And I was really fortunate to have like uh, one or two of the photographers that would shoot for the magazine. They gave me the opportunity to uh, come and sometimes just watch other times like uh, participate. I, I volunteered for almost a year while I did temp jobs on and off during the day. And I think after a year of like my own apprenticeship uh, that I created for myself, um, I was able to like really start creating some meaningful work for myself. And that's when my career as a makeup artist began. Um, and, and I built slowly as an entrepreneur from there. I think for me, it was important for me to not just uh, learn how to do makeup, but to figure out how I can create a business from it. And I had no idea what that meant. And if you can think 22, 23 years ago and what the landscape uh, looked like, for makeup artists, it was very different than it looked right now. So you had to be super creative. If you weren't an apprentice for someone or working as someone's assistant, you really had to just kind of carve out your own way. And I, I just kind of did that. Um, I did uh, education. I, I taught people who I knew a little bit more than them how to do what I knew how to do. And it turned into me like trying to scale that. And so I created a series of makeup DVDs. Don't laugh, but yes. I, oh, I love DVDs. Are you kidding? <laughs> I love DVDs. I okay. <laughs> so yes. So before YouTube, um, there were like cassettes and DVDs on how to do makeup. And I have a series of those that I created. And it was through those DVDs that it springboarded my career as like a, a global makeup artist, to be honest, because people all over the world purchased them. And it really opened doors for me as a speaker, as an educator, and then later as a product developer, um, which brought me to where I am today. So everything, I always say that everything that happened in my career has been quite accidental. I think the only thing that wasn't act accidental was me just making a decision to be an entrepreneur and do something different. And everything else was just kind of like just taking advantage of the opportunities that fell in front of me, no matter how afraid I was to do it. And um, and that brings us to Danessa Myrick's beauty as it exists today. I, yeah, I mean, your journey is, I love it because there's so much, I mean, I love how you told that, um, the story of your progression through this, you know, industry, because there's just so much positivity there. And I think that that's something for me, when I first came across your, your artistry, I think what really drew me was like, you are not afraid to be bold and just you know just kind of make all of us feel like we should be comfortable in who we are and oh, I know as like as a brown woman I would watch the amazing looks you would create and I'd be like yeah I think I could pull that one off you know like oh, no, <laughs> and I was I was always Thank a girl no, I mean it. I mean, I was always the girl that was like real shy with you know colors and stuff. And so seeing, you know, a a, a woman who 
as such as yourself, creating these looks, making it possible for us to feel comfortable and to feel like this is an opportunity to also reflect our personality. I mean, that's huge, you know, that goes beyond just makeup artistry, right? So, um, and that le really leads me to asking you, like, how was that transition for for you coming from like this non-conventional self-taught background um, and then transitioning into like editorial work and just global artistry. I mean, how has that transition been for you? Um, when you, well, you know? Yeah, I would say first it was very scary because there was no baseline for it, right? There weren't a lot of people that I can look to who had journeyed in this way um, because the pool of makeup artists that I had access to or even knew about were very small, right? So there was that. Um, I think for me, it was really about experimentation. Like so much of what I did was about experimenting. But the thing that I did know right from the beginning was that uh, when I started as a makeup artist, it was very challenging for me because I was clearly working on, you know, my circle, the people that I knew, um, and they looked like me. And it was really challenging to kind of determine what the storytelling would be in terms of what my kit would look like, how to find products that work on everybody. I, I had to become like the ultimate mixologist because it wasn't ever like a one-to-one -one shade or like shadows didn't have the pigmentation that I wanted them to have, like things just weren't showing up on deeper skin tones, you know? So it, it made it harder. Like teaching yourself how to do makeup is, is hard all on its own, but then having the realization that the products that you have access to can't do the thing that you want them to do in the way that you want them to do it for the people who you want to serve, that's a whole nother level, right? So there was a lot of like, discovery and um, experimentation in my process. But I will say I would never change that. Um, so I'm just really happy and grateful that my it happened that way because it really gave me an opportunity to learn and to strategize differently when I think about makeup and uh, when I think about creating uh, makeup. And so very early in my artistry and very early in my entrepreneurial journey, it was important for me to see myself uh, because I never did, you know, and I think a lot of that fear for me came from never seeing uh, someone who kind of represented who I was just as a person, as a woman, as a black woman, and just who, what I felt in terms of how beauty, I, I how I experienced beauty. So when I did start to create, when I would um, solicit models, when I would, you know, pose, I leaned in very, in the beginning very heavily to, to uh, brown and black women because I wanted to see more of that. Like I'm a mother with a daughter um, and I wanted her to be able to see that too, right? So, you know, very early in my career, like um, people knew me as someone who did makeup for women of color, like period. And to be honest, I didn't even know how to service anybody outside of that because my focus was very specific. But as I grew on my entrepreneurial journey, I started to really think about that. And, you know, for me, the idea of inclusion always felt like it should, I should lean into those who aren't represented. But at the same time, I don't want to just turn around and exclude as well. 
So I, yeah. I knew it, from the very beginning, it was important for me to learn how to service everyone and then to learn how to create for everyone too. And I, I really wanted that to be the baseline. Like, I, you know, I think this was Mother Teresa who said, be the change you want to see in the world. It was either her or Gandhi, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's how I approach my business. That's how I approach my artistry. Like, what do I want to see? What is the change that I want to see? Everybody can be seen. Everybody can be re represented. People can create for a broad landscape and do it successfully. And that's always been like, the baseline of like my career as an artist and as a creator. I absolutely love everything you said. And I, you know, I think it's phenomenal that you did, um, you know, just take the, take the road and say, no, I'm going to go and look, you know, do the makeup on the women that don't get, you know, all the options. You're right. You know, th this was this industry. I mean, you know, better than me, it's, it's been, you know, so long before we even had that, you know, change of having foundation colors that matter, right right mm -hmm. so it's like you know when you when you talk about it I'm sitting here like absolutely like as just a brown woman I mean I have friends who have very deep you know skin tones and it just watching them never be able to find their foundation I could never find my foundation right right color, you know it it's heartbreaking and you know what makes me even more mad Vanessa honestly is that we as an industry for so long had propagated this idea that oh, it's hard to do makeup for darker women. Right. You know right, what I mean? And right. I hate that. And it's right. like, and so, you know, the fact that you started there and you tackled it right head on is so phenomenal to me because it's like showing the world, like not only uh, can you do makeup for women of color, but we're actually not that hard to work with. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm so happy that you said that because I think one of the challenges, and I think, you know, uh, part of like I think people knew me as an educator before they knew me as a like a makeup artist and a developer because like it was so important for me in the beginning to actually show people how to do it because there wasn't a lot of information on how doing makeup for brown and black girls differs because you know one of the myths that I worked super hard to dispel right from the beginning is that there is a one shade for everyone because it's really not true because most of us if every brown person that I know has multiple tones that you can see on their face and on their body, right? So yeah. just even the idea that you're gonna find this one thing that's gonna magically do all the things that you wanted to do in terms of addressing your skin tone, that's what made it hard because it wasn't true. I know for me, the inside of my face is like three to four shades lighter and warmer than the exterior portions of my face. It's totally different. I have a yellow undertone in one area, I'm red in the other, and there's blues all over the place. And like mm -hmm. to say that there's one thing that can manage that, that made it hard right from the start. So very early on in my education, it was like, no, use two, just use two. It sounds like, okay, I have to buy another thing, but that's the thing that's gonna work for you. And just use one on the inside and one on the outside and watch the magic happen. And just even just that simple idea, just communicating that simple idea changed a lot of the perspective and the, the desire to wear makeup and even look for the thing that works for them for a lot of brown and black women. And obviously this is not a new concept now because everyone's doing it. But back then it was like not a reality. So I think beyond just making products available and making them perform for everyone, um, regardless of the skin tone, it's also the education around how, how to design like the perfect complexion for yourself and, and, and pick the right stage for you. That also is something that's important to me communicated. 
Absolutely. No, I think you're, you're spot on with that. And, you know, one of the things that I think I love the most about your work is that you have obviously that the, the products in your line that are great for the everyday look, right. Which is something we all need as professionals, but to have a line that's catered to women of all color, you know, and then also have these beautiful, um, items and products that can be used and be more bold that's something I never found before your line you know oh, I wow yeah it, it was very difficult for me like you know finding the things that are like the glitters or like the beautiful reds or the beautiful you know just the, the vibrant colors right and mm-hmm. I come from me being Indian like I come from a culture where we love color you know yes yes <laughs> yes yes so when I was raised here in America it was very it was almost like you know you couldn't do that you know because there weren't any options or if the yellow you use a cool yellow shade it's too I don't know like the undertone is wrong it just looks bad right. on brown skin you know that right 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 so it's a huge undertaking I mean what you've created here you know now I know you're right everyone's hopping on the bandwagon of oh yeah you know let's cater our product to people of color but it's like you said that's not that's I don't think that solves the problem you know no, absolutely I, not yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I want you to talk to us about, you know, some of the techniques that you really kind of, you know, focus on for women of color, because I mean, I'm not going to lie before your contour palette is what I use to contour my, and I can't contour. So, you know, <laughs> it actually worked for me. And it's like, yes, of course it would be Danessa's products that would work and, you know, be the first products I can contour with. So I want you to really shine a light on, on some of the techniques that, um, you know, as you went along in your career that became kind of your uh, staple and your, your fingerprint in this industry? Oh, thank you so much for even asking that question. I don't think that I created anything. I mean, all, all of these techniques from all of these incredible makeup artists over, around the world are all based in art, right? I think yeah. the difference is just how we each see makeup, right? You know, how, you know, how the art translates for each and every one of us I think uh, a few things actually were important for me Um, one the idea of contouring making it easy like contouring the word just sounds super scary and I've always (laughs) like uh, wanted to make it feel easier less of a chore Um, and so I leaned very heavily like if you go back to some of the early DVDs like volume one volume two I'm always talking about dimension, you know, how to build dimension on the face just as a whole and to use not just color, but also using texture to create dimension. And so, uh, so many of the products that I create and just the techniques that I share are really about how to layer um, both, not just color, but also texture just to bring the face to life or the features on the face to life. So like I have like two billion of them. It's always, you know, I, I talk a lot about the power of three um, because, you know, we all know that if you put something light or something dark next to each other, you have contrast. So if you have, you know, something matte against something that's reflective, you have contrast. But I always found that when you put in that third element, it's not just contrast, it's really believable and natural contrast. And so a lot of the storytelling that I do Um, in my artistry and in my education is about the power of three, using three colors instead of one, using three finishes instead of one or two, just to not just create shape and to like design a look, but to make it look effortless and to make it look really natural. So three is what creates the dimension, two contrast, three dimension. So 
Um, I love um, leaning into that number three. And I, I have all of these little um, uh, little techniques that I tra train in my classes, like the pulling concept and little things like that to help people understand um, just how to reshape the face and how to like be the best version of themselves with a few in a few easy steps. And pretty much all of the products in my collection are really about that, like color fix. That was the baseline of that. You know, how can I take just one thing and use it to create dimension, shape, color on the face, but it's easy and effortless and you can use it anywhere. Like that's where it came from. You know, as a pro artist, you know, we like to keep our kits really tight and we, we like for everything to be really useful. I remember when I first started, I was buying 99 cents pencils and melting them down to use them as creams that I can put anywhere on the face. And so Color Fix is like a product that was born from there, but then the the layer two or round two was like how to use color fix to create dimension which is why you have mats you have shimmers you have like the foils which are hyper glittery you have the glazes which are glossy because i want you to be able to use this one thing and create really beautiful dimension in an easy way so pretty much everything that's in the collection is a representation of how i work as an artist how i think about makeup as an artist like bomb contour that was a way to make contouring super easy for everyone, made it into a bomb. Like bombs are just flat out easy. Anybody can put their fingertips in there and use a bomb. It's not scary. And what if I can just choose the colors for you so it's easy for you to determine like what's your shade? And then what if it was so super easy and blendable that you can put it anywhere over, under, Azure complexion product. And I, I, I love products like that because it, it kind of like bridges the gap between artists and like my mom who just wants to be able to use, use product and get the results that she wants. So it's literally like a baseline philosophy for me, like building dimension, building shape and dimension in the easiest, uh, simplest uh, way is always my strategy. I love that. And it makes sense because I'm not going to lie, you know, you're, I think this is a new release you have in your line, the blurring um powder yeah. that you yes oh yes the black powder yeah. Vanessa <laughs> I can't tell you how brilliant you are for that product you're gonna make um, me cry oh my god no I mean it I mean it and I and I want to share the story with you because honestly growing up my biggest problem was I had acne you know as a teenager like a lot of us do mm -hmm. right but because yeah. of my genetics the acne left like almost like pick kind of scarring yeah so mm -hmm. that was always my biggest question to dermatologists to makeup artists um you know I was always wondering I'm like how do I make this not look like bumpy and like you know like divots in my face and using your product like I still have like little remnants of that but I well, the first time I tried that product I used very little and it, my whole face just completely transformed like it oh was my God. okay like you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna do it you're gonna do it <laughs> that makes me so happy it's that makes the first me so time. happy it's the first time wow. I've ever had that experience and that's thanks to you and I and I can't I mean it is emotional for me too because that was my lifelong battle with makeup was this 
concept of how can I make my foundation look like I have a new canvas you know what I mean to put my makeup Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. and I could never find it I could never find I tried everything I even tried you know like the foam you know those little foam things you use for your makeup application yeah I would like a lot of makeup artists would say well rip one in half and then dip it in your foundation and then you know because it's textured dotted on your face and I'm like I've done all the dotting I can do it doesn't work oh my goodness wow (laughs) wow wow yeah yeah I have to tell like you that wow honestly yeah like you this makes me really emotional because this is why I create this is why I create this is why I made a decision like early on in my career like I want to like service the average woman because you know, you hear stories like this all the time. And even just through my artistry, like all of the women that I would work on, like real concerns, like real things, but who had that aspirational uh, feeling of what they wanted to look and feel like in their makeup and like understanding that there's a huge disconnect and everybody's not a makeup artist to like be able to do the 20 or 25 things to make it look great in the end. And so that particular product, like your your story um, uh, coming up and make it was very similar to mine. Like I can't, I can't even remember a time in my life where I wasn't bullied like for something that had to do with either the color of my skin, the texture, the, the acne, whatever the case may be. And it's yeah. a real life thing. And to hear you say that, to, uh, yeah, to no, hear you no, say I that, it, 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 it feels really good for me. And it just, it, it gives me, purpose it gives me gas to continue to create in that way like because that's the whole idea right to make it like easy for everyone and to really solve real problems um and that blurring bomb powder the reason why that really hit me is because that was like really a brand new idea a brand new ingredient a, a brand new way to think about like what powder can be um, a, a brand new way to think about like what a priming kind of blurring product can be like that was like pure like innovate like an idea that I wanted to bring to life and it took almost I would say like two and a half years to like bring that to life two and a half like literally before the pandemic as I started working on that and wow. so, so to hear that it was worth it and that you're getting the result that I intended. It's very, super emotional for me. And I'm sorry to go on a tangent like this, but no, it feels so good for me I right mean, now. You've done, you've done some remarkable work here with this product specifically, but your whole line is like this. I mean, I'm honestly like, you know, the colors, like, you know, we talked about all different textures and stuff. I mean, every color that is in your line, whether it's, you know, um, you know, through a color product or, or, or a complexion product, it's, I feel like there's a very specific purpose. And it's like, you know, watching, I always, my mother always taught me, she was an artist growing up, just loved painting. And she was like, you know, an artist always has a reason behind every stroke and everything mm-hmm. they do. And I, that always stuck with me. And I, when I look at your work, I see that very clearly because wow. you know, every product re- reflects, you know, it's, it's a specific thing that you created for a specific reason. And um, yeah, these are the real problems because at the end of the day, women of color, I could, you not, I had, you know, growing up, you know, you talked about bullying, same here. I was bullied for those scars and all sorts of stuff as well. And um, one of the things I remember being a little girl and asking my mother I was like mom why does my skin texture not look like white girls their skin Mm -hmm. texture is different you know their pores aren't as big as mine and Mm -hmm. these kind of questions I would ask my mom 
my mom would be obviously, you know, be a good mom, right? She'd be like, right. you're beautiful, all this. But that was something in my heart as a little child. And right. I grew up with that. Just yep. so to see a product like this come out and be from such a mainstream artist such as yourself. I mean, that's huge for me, you know? So I can't give you enough kudos for your work. I really can't. Thank I mean, you so just... much. <laughs> thank no. you so much. Like literally you made my year. I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. Like, thank you. I really oh, appreciate likewise. you sharing that. No, I know it, it, it's true. Now, I want to ask you because I know that, you know, you have a very busy, busy, busy life. And I and I would, would love to learn from you, like, what are your favorite moments when you're doing makeup? Like, what are what are your some some of your favorite, like, I guess, uh, you know, environments to be in or clients mm -hmm. to work with? I, I, I would have to say my favorite thing is teaching, like just having having a conversation or going through a process with someone and then a light bulb goes off and then they feel like more empowered um, in the end of it. Like that is the, like the biggest thrill. And I, I can't get enough that like gives me a rush that I can't even explain. Like I love teaching. Um, so um, I've had the privilege to be able to teach all over the world on every continent multiple times. And every time it's, it's like the first time for me and I think part of that experience, uh, what makes that experience super special to me also is that I'm seeing how people experience makeup in different parts of the world, how they see themselves, how they see makeup as a whole, how they see color. It's like, I feel like I'm in school um, all over again. And I also feel like it, it really connects me to the world in, in a very different way. So this, it makes it very hard for me to exclude anyone in the products that I create because I, these are real faces, real people, real issues and all over, all over the world, every part of the world. And we all look completely different. Our lifestyles are completely different. Our ideals are completely different, but we're united in this one space on like how to use color and texture and make ourselves and others look and feel beautiful. It's like a very magical experience for me and so I'll never stop doing that so I would say teaching is number one uh number two is like when it comes to like creating product like if somebody cut off my fingertips and I couldn't like create product again or feel a texture or, or create a new experience with makeup I don't know if I can live another day because it it is like what drives me. I'm always asking myself the question, what if? Like, I can't get that question out of my head. I'm just, I think it was how I was raised. You know, I grew up really, really poor and I had to use my imagination for lots of things. Um, we made our own toys, made our own clothes. We, I, I was constantly creating. And I think um, this is why I feel so connected to the idea of creating something that doesn't exist or just like, leaning into my imagination to imagine like what else something could be like those are the things that really like move me and then beyond that it's like the experience like you just shared like regardless of who it is like the seeing somebody on the other end of my fingertips or the other end of the experience of me working on them as an artist or sharing a product with them as a creator and and knowing that it worked and it made them feel differently about how they can imagine themselves like there's so much power in that so uh, that would be my top three <laughs> I love that no that makes sense and I love that you love teaching because I think that's really the ultimate goal is to to prove if you've really done something to the point of mastery right 
It's mm-hmm. like, if you can teach somebody else, that's, I mean, you, you know your stuff, you know, at the end of the day, that's the, for me, the hallmark, uh, even in science, you know, I have a science background and my professors, my dad, everybody would tell me like, when you can teach it, you've learned it. So yeah, <laughs> right. You, you know what else I think teaching does? It allows you to live on beyond, you know, your lifespan, right? Because yeah. it's like you're passing a baton, like, you know, so something can be carried on and then you're empowering somebody to do the same thing and more. Like, I think that's super powerful. I completely agree. Now, I have a couple of like, um, you know, specific questions for you because you're the perfect person to ask. And a lot of our listeners are, you know, like us, women of color. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, you know, hyperpigmentation is a huge thing for us. Like we have that, you addressed it earlier, you know, about how we have different shades, you know, yeah. all over our face and body. Now, what are some, like, can you give us like a couple tricks that you use just, you know, quick ones for daily makeup that we can use for just addressing that, you know, like the hyperpigmentation issue or dark circles or something like that? Yeah, I think, you know, another word that sounds really scary that we can like make super digestible is the idea of color theory. Because when you think about, oh, I got to think about the entire color wheel uh, when I do my makeup, you know, it makes it feel scary. But just people understanding color correction can change everything. The idea of um, just using orange and dipping it into your existing makeup and how that can change, you know, those under eye circles and that area around the mouth in like a second. You know, a lot of times for women of color, we put on what we believe to be our shade and then there's areas on our face that just look gray and dirty. And it's just simply because um, we didn't like manage that discoloration before we applied our foundation. So like a little trick that I love to share, you probably see me do it in all of my reels is just use your concealer shade or the lightest shade of your foundation and put the tiniest bit of orange in. I like to use Carrot Top for my Color Fix collection. Put a tiny bit of orange and then use that as your color corrector around the mouth or under the eye, wherever you need brightening. And then take that exact same shade that you normally would use for your concealer or and or your foundation and put it all over. And then that little step alone is magical. Because even going to the store and trying to figure out like what your perfect corrector shade is, is not so easy, right? But if you use your concealer shade or your foundation shade and put a drop of orange, that's your perfect color corrector shade to brighten dark areas so little tips and tricks like that but I think that's number one like when you when you correct that that darkness under the eye and around the mouth first you use so little makeup overall so you don't have to feel like you have to like mask you know, use put makeup on to the 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 feeling of a mask in order to feel like you know your your skin tone is balanced. So I think color correction is key. That's why I love like um, uh, brands like Lip Tinted. I think um, yeah. I don't want to say her wrong her name wrong. It's a Deepika. 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 Yeah. I just love that because it's just like such a simple solution, right? That a lot of people have that challenge. So like learning color correction. I love that. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that's a really, uh, that's very uh, uh, hit home point because I, um, you know, when I first tried it, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's like magic. Exactly. It's like magic, but it's like information that is uh, available, right? People just need somebody just to teach them how. That's why I, I lean back into the teaching. It's so powerful. Like once people know, then that just makes them feel so much more empowered on how to move forward. 
Now, I want to ask you, because I know, um, you know, you brought up teaching and in the world of YouTube, where everyone is a self-proclaimed, you know, beauty guru, mm-hmm. yeah. um, how does that, how does that, you know, um, sit with you? And how does that work when it comes to the kind of people that you, that come to you and they want to learn, you know, and take your class or, you know, uh, really learn from you? Do they, t- I mean, do you ever hear stories of like, well, I followed my favorite YouTube person, didn't work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course. And, you know, I will start off by saying this, like, I'm a self-taught artist. So, so much of what I've done was experimental. And I was just like everyone else, you know, who is like a social influencer as it relates to beauty. You speak to what you know, right? And so there's power in all of it. I think there's so much information now, it's hard to know what's going to work for you, right? Um, so I, what I say to everyone is that everyone is absolutely right because they found a solution that worked for them, but it doesn't always translate for you. So, you know, I love that people share their ideas in this way. Um, but I think um, understanding how to re-strategize it so that it makes sense in your world is is where like maybe some of the disconnect is like there's so many like trends like add pink underneath your eye to brighten if I put pink underneath my eye I'm gonna look like a crazy person right (laughs) so it's just understanding I love that there's so much information and I love that it's so accessible you know but it's nice when it could be refined and strategic for every for everyone and for their specific needs yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And that's so interesting. Yeah, I, I couldn't put pink under my eyes either. <laughs> right, it would get, right, it won't work. It won't work. It works for a certain skin tone, right? Yeah. And, a, and a certain um, look. So, I mean, I love it all. I, I feel grateful that there is so much access. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I do feel very grateful that people are willing to learn um, that I mean, because I wouldn't exist as an artist or a creator if it were not for the willingness of people to want to dig deeper and to learn. I'm just happy to be someone that can contribute to the conversation. And just through my experience and working on so many different uh, lovers of beauty around the world, uh, there's a, I have a little bit more context to share for a broader range of people. Absolutely. No, I, I completely understand that. And, you know, I want to ask you because I feel like this is a, this is a topic that I think um, has always confused me. And I've always wanted to actually ask, ask you, this is this idea of um, using, so you know how like baking became this big mm-hmm. thing because of Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I like, here's my problem. I feel like ma- makeup techniques like that, like baking and just kind of like things that came from drag makeup got Mm -hmm. really incorporated into the makeup routines of uh, women of color Mm -hmm. and I didn't like seeing that because I was like I feel like that's taking us in the wrong direction you know Mm -hmm. where instead of saying less is more we're saying just keep piling it on and Mm -hmm. keep covering up and I want to learn from you what is the best way for us to be using powder instead of caking it on our face like that you know No, it's such an interesting question. And what I will say is that, you know, the idea of of, uh, drag makeup, it really is like an accelerated um, perspective of things that actually work for the average woman, right? It's just dialed up. So these things do work. It's more about the result that you want. So like, you know, if you're somebody... I, I think it's more about knowing that there are other there are alternative ways to get the same result, right? Because 
you know, beauty is expanding and products are, are, are changing as well. Right. So there's, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. Like my father used to say it. And I, like, I'd never say that because like, that's horrible to talk about skinning a cat, but <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's like always the first thing that comes to my mind. So like, why what I like to say is like why is that happening like why do people do it so there's a lot of reasons why people bake one could just be because you know they experience a lot of creasing under their eye and so if you bake um, like that it keeps the area looking smooth but we don't need to do that anymore because there's so many products right now that don't crease under the eye. They're, they're, they're more advanced formulas. Um, there's also other ways to use powder you don't always have to put it on top you can put it underneath that that actually is the where the idea of the blurring bomb powder was born from putting powder on first and then putting on other complexion products so using powder under so you can actually add powder underneath the eye and then add your regular concealer and then that absorption is coming from underneath so you get that really fresh look on top and all the work is happening concealed underneath the makeup when no one can see it so there are other ways you know to approach um, using powder there's also blurring powders right so you don't need to press in a lot of powders to blur underneath the eye you can choose a blurring powder and use one that's closer to your skin tone so you have more of a natural result like there's like there's a long list of you know different remedies for that and I think that's why I love to educate you know, education is such a core of how we can rethink and reimagine how we can use our makeup. So it's, yeah. it's nothing is ever wrong. There's always more ways to approach it. Absolutely. hundred percent agree with you. I, and I love that. Thank you for sharing that tip because yeah, powders, I think for me has always been the tricky one too. And I'm going to try that, the under the makeup thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've, I've never, I've never tried that. I, I think I've seen like somebody do it but it was like very confusing to me, but it makes sense what you're saying so I need it <laughs> but I have your blurring balm now so Yay! I know, you know? <laughs> so I you know just to wrap it up you know Janessa I want you to I, I really want you to give advice to all of the people listening that want to be makeup artists or you know maybe you're just trying to get into makeup for yourself you know any words of wisdom you can share with our listeners about just you know, makeup artistry. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, number one, I'm going to say I'm super excited because, you know, the more the merrier, the more people that we have contributing to this industry and sharing their ideas, the more at home, a lot more people are going to feel in the world of beauty. So it excites me that, you know, there are pe more people who want to get involved. I would say if I was just even to just use my own journey as a reference, you know, I believe that my success started when I stopped trying to be someone else. And I think, you know, we hear this word all, all the time, authenticity, but, you know, it's important that you, they sh everyone show up just as they are, because what we're missing is that is that newness and that that new idea that each and every one of these new artists are going to contribute. So, yes, learn learn the rules and and learn from the masters, but don't be afraid to like bring in your new ideas. I mean, that's what moves the, the industry forward, our differences, right? And I think the other thing I would say is, um, you know, competition is the opposite of creativity, right? So not lean in to competition. And I won't even take credit for that. Terry Crews, I heard him say that in a podcast and it like changed my, my whole mindset. Um, just 
don't look from left to right, like walk your own journey and think collaboratively as opposed to competitively. And it'll change the way um, growing in this industry will, will feel. Wow. That's really powerful. Thank you so much for that. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's, that's really, really, truly words of wisdom. And I hope everyone listening, if you are a makeup enthusiast, definitely, I hope you take that to heart because yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hard world these days, you know, in terms of just being a creator and Mm -hmm. there's so many people popping up, you know, like you said, Vanessa, and there's, yeah, more the merrier, but I think a lot of people just kind of follow trends and, uh, and I just see them getting lost in that world of trends. Yeah, you know? it's easy. It's easy to happen because there's so much, just so much distraction. Well, thank you so much, Nessa. This has been such an honor. I can't thank you enough. For no, the this. honor is all mine. Like, first of all, just the idea of this podcast and how you put it together and why you put it together and all of the wealth of knowledge that you bring to the table um, to be able to introduce like a platform like this and the guests that you have. I think what you've created and what you're continuing, the conversations that you're having are super important. They're super meaningful to so many people. So I'm like incredibly honored to even have been asked on as a guest. You're going to make me emotional. No, it's super (laughs) powerful for me. And like your presence is so necessary necessary and so important and I just want to thank you for just being you (laughs) and inviting me to be a part of your journey oh my gosh please I would I would literally live next to you if I could (laughs) come on let's do it I need your help I need my makeup done (laughs) oh my gosh no you're amazing and I am just so thrilled that we had this opportunity together to sit down i would love to have you back obviously anytime oh, i would you know? love to thank you for that <laughs> that open invitation <laughs> always 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 skincare Anarchy is your home please come back and you know everyone listening i'm going to tag all of the tags for danessa's um brand and her instagram and everything um on our uh, concept art for this episode um just so stay tuned for that and also i really urge you guys to sign up for her classes because you know if you really want to learn artistry you got to learn it from the master right so thank you so just, much thank yeah. you <laughs> so you know everyone tune in and you know just let us know what you thought of the episode if you have any questions for danessa's team definitely leave them in the comment section i'll definitely pass them to her team but thank you again danessa what an honor thank you thank you <laughs>